Welcome to this week's episode of It's All Fun and Games, the official GameZo podcast. I'm yeah, Dan, on the, the online writer, version. The online version. I'm the head writer at GameZo, and I am joined by my best bud, Ross. We're, we've upgraded Ross. We're downgraded. This, this, is, this is like a sideways grade. Yeah, we took a sidestep. We're out of a basement. We're on the internet. Ma, we made it. Ma, we made it. <laughs> so what's going on, buddy? Not much. We just spent the last two hours trying to, like, struggling through this. Yeah, Dan can't set up Twitch. Dan can't set up OBS. Dan can't set up Audacity or his pricey XLR splitter. So it oh, defaults man. back to Ross. Please fix this. Yeah, let's let's go old school headsets. Discord throw yeah. it on Twitch. So hey, people um, do it this hey. way. I don't. Yeah, hey, it's, it's fine. We're here. We'll we'll get like a. I'll send you an overlay. Um, we'll we'll figure. Bro, out I like my stuff. I like my Easy Bake Oven overlay. It's beautiful for now. Um, it's funny too because, like, I think the reason your camera was such dog when we first started testing, I just checked in my area is not getting the internet speeds oh. that, that we thought we were. Um, I checked before, yeah, I checked before we went, and I was getting like one eighty over ten, which is like normalish. I'm mean, closer to two fifty, but it was like thirty over five. So oh, not good. Yeah, not good. So, hey, before we get going this week, a um, little bit of house cleaning. Um, this is our first live stream. Uh, we edited the chat down. We don't have anybody to go through and remove the uh, not safe for work stuff. We yeah. don't have anybody to go through and uh, compile questions. So we're getting better. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But for yeah. now, no. Emotes only. Yeah. yeah if you can go. draw something obscene with the emotes, good on you. Yeah, nothing we can really do about it. I mean, I have the chat here. I can kind of... Yeah, you can quasi. I can quasi moderate. Uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, good news. Podcast is everywhere now. We're approved on Google. We're approved on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're even on the ever elusive Podbean platform. How how um, do we get like approved? Does someone actually have to listen to this, or are they just like? Yeah, how does that so, work? Someone's gonna go through and make sure oh, there's no miserable. like offensive stuff and hey someone went in and five started i'm assuming it's the guy from apple that had to listen david apple he was bored he he had us um the other thing of note is that if you go to our website there's actually a link there so if for whatever reason you don't use a podcasting service and you want to get to the podcast um gameso.co.uk yeah. click on the podcast link you're good to go so that's the house cleaning is um, it house gen- cleaning or housekeeping yeah, I'm, it's, I'm cleaning the house, baby. It's spring cleaning time. We're, we're going for it. Um, typical agenda. We're going to go over what we're playing, some gaming news, uh, topic of the week. Um, I don't think we can actually steal that. I think that's actually used by real podcasts. Um, but the, the main topic for this week is going to be supply chain disruption. We'll talk a little bit about esports. Um, Ross has a funny topic to, to touch on, and then we'll close out. So uh, without further ado... In the first ever live stream, GameZo podcast, Ross, what have you been playing? Uh, it's been the same. It's been some Animal Crossing. Things are going well on the remote islands. We're building it up. It's looking good. We got bridges now. We got infrastructure. It's dope. Uh, Warzone still making kids mad. Uh, I've been playing this game called One Step from Eden. Recently, it's a roguelike that plays like a Mega Man Battle Network game. You have card decks. You have standard roguelike. You die. You level up. You get more stuff. You just keep going. And it's pretty much been it. It's been all, all the same. Yeah, I figure you play a lot of stuff, so this is more of a hey Ross, what's that new? <laughs> hey Ross, what's that new, new game you played? Yeah. So I've been kind of in a similar boat. I've been playing a lot of the, the similar stuff, um, racing sims. I'm still on Starport Delta, which actually um, went live. I think this week, which is good. All because of you. Some, 
Yeah, all because of me. Um, I'm gonna actually at the end of my what I've been playing, I'm gonna go on a mini rant. Um, oh I'm no! Have up, I'm gonna have you set up the two minute thirty second timer for that. Okay. Um, specifically around Starport. Um, been playing some Wonderling. Still love that game throughout the review. Um, but I- I'm going and getting more little costumes and cute stuff for my guy. Um, and then the new the new hotness has been Grand Guilds, which is a uh, a tactics card game. Um, I, th- I don't know what it's like. A the new thing is these indie games with the card. Deck, deck building in. is like the yeah. official yeah the deck building component so it's a uh, an anime style um tactics game i would call that anime man yeah it's anime style well it's ps2 ish trying to go in yeah. that that direction um the story's all right it's pretty you know cookie cutter um Oof. you're in a land some guilds take power there was a great war you let the duchess die early on with your main character you? she, i'm the worst um you know you, you move on some stuff happens there's an evil blight upon the land you gotta go figure it out so it's it's pretty standard in that regard um tactics combat pretty standard um all your attacks come out of your decks for your different characters you do side quests you get money you unlock new cards you can update the decks it's it's you know pretty cool in that regard um a little janky but it turns out the game was kickstarted for like 30k and built by one guy hey so i can't i'm not gonna beat someone up over jank when it was one dude um who built the whole game on 30k so i've got like four to six hours into that i am enjoying it um i have some small gripes with Uh it you know some of the writing is a little aggressive i think i got called um, my main character got called pardon adult language in three, two, one, a bitch in a low rate whore at least nice. three times, like in the tutorial. Um, so there's that it's, it's there. There's points where they're, tr- it seems like they're trying to be edgy and kind of the writing and more adult than standard, but, uh, yeah, otherwise it's been pretty fun. So you can hit, hit the, hit the button for the two minute, 30 second rant. Oh no. So okay. I've been playing a lot of indie games and yep. it, it broke my heart yesterday because I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw an exchange with uh, from one of the developers on Starport Delta with someone else. And basically he was saying like, man, this launch hasn't gone the way we expected. It's been rougher <laughs> than necessary. Like How so, the, vocal, the vocal majority is being like mad that there's not more to the game and that like, you know, it's not uh, SimCity 5 and all this stuff. And my, my real gripe is like, if you like a game, Go on the site's review and say you like the game and say why. That helps the small developer. And if you don't like a game because it's not AAA polished and the team's two dudes who've worked on it for three years, like don't be a dick and be understanding, right? Um, I review products that are meant for like entry level or maybe indie games. And of course, you have to review them up against the standard. But you have to be honest about like, okay, it doesn't meet the standard because of these reasons, but here's all the really good things it does, right? Um, I think we talked last week after the podcast, I had that next level challenger um, cockpit, right? For sim racing. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things up against the $30,000 cockpit, is it the world's greatest cockpit? No, but is it for a, a beginner, an excellent rig? Absolutely. So it gets a seven. And it gets a seven-ish number because it's not a $30,000 system, but it does what it does really well. And I think we need to look at indie games in the same light. And uh, yeah, stop being mean to indie Stop being mean to indie gamers or they're, indie they're games. Yeah. yeah, they're trying, man. Make they're your trying. own damn game then. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm mad at them. I'm making my own damn game. Let's go. I can't wait for so, people to rip apart your game and for you to go on like Twitter and be like, bro, my game's Bruh. good. What's wrong with you guys? 
get in there. I, I mean, got mechanics. I didn't. I, well, I haven't seen the comments because this is this is all new to me. But it's like, how how did he handle it? Was it just sort of like him subtweeting that people were giving him bad Steam reviews, or what? What was it like? Yeah, it was. It was one of the guys basically went on Twitter and just. Um, I I don't know if someone asked him. It might have been in reply to like a friend or someone in the industry asking like, "Hey, how's things going? So happy to see the game release." And he was like, "Honestly, rocky, you know." Oh. It's, it's, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, why?" And he kind of came out and said like, "Well, I just wish people who enjoy the game would like actually tell people they enjoy the game." Yeah. So, um, what I'm do you enjoy the game? Now's your chance. Tell people that you enjoy the game. I enjoy the game. I said it last week. I'm enjoying Starport Delta. Okay. Go play it. There you it's go. Fun. You're getting a preview and a review article soon too. So, um, yeah, it's. It, it's it's the same old story and it's with almost any review mechanism right when you go on yelp sure you see some of the happy regulars but the loudest people with the long like 30 yeah freaking page paragraphs are the ones that you know didn't get their sweet and sour sauce when they asked for it um and i feel like that just tends to be the case with these things yeah i mean like if you have a good time like you're very you're most likely not gonna go on yelp and just write a really good review if because it's like it's what you expect right exactly. so i go yeah. i go play starpoint delta or whatever and it's like hey it's a you know it's a good game it's what i expected you know i I'm, I'm satisfied but it's only if you if the game is awful and it doesn't work and it doesn't launch or the game is just bad or it's really short then you're gonna be like you know what man this is awful for xyz blah 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 steam refund yeah yeah and i get it like you said unless it blows you away or doesn't meet your expectations, you're likely that large middle chunk of people who are just, you know, content and happy with the, with the experience are just gonna be like, cool. Yeah. It's, it's why I paid for it. You know? Um, so Please I believe that. I refunded that other game though, from the other night. Oh yeah. The bright yeah, memory game. Whoo. That's it, what you've been playing. You should have spent 30. No, I did not want to spend money. I did not want to spend time talking about that, but here we are. Yeah. That, yeah. that game got refunded, even though I paid nothing for it. Oh God! Yeah, please, was, please believe. I still don't know if it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'll, I'll give him the plug though. Bright memory on Steam. Watch it. Laugh at it. The game's like twenty minutes long. Yeah, if, if you want an experience. And it's funny because it's like yo one We're live. Thanks for playing the alpha. We're live now. One We're on Steam, and it's like yeah. twenty minutes long. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Besides it being Dark Souls, besides you fighting dragons with futuristic machine guns besides you having like samurai cyberpunk attacks i think the part that really blew me away is i watched you play it for 20 minutes and then it was like would you like to play new game plus and it's like excuse me, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> so, new game plus that's that's more than that game deserved on this yeah, podcast unfortunate so hey you have been playing warzone though i know it was your note um and i know yeah. when i went to play with you guys the other day there was a 14 gig update so there sure was um okay so it was a lot of like bug fixing for the most part but like the main the main update change that they made was well you didn't really play the battle royale mode with us because we usually play plunder because it's it's more fun it's the actual fun game mode in the game but um there's something called loadout drops where it just kind of kicks aside all the normal battle royale uh, mechanics where you actually go and pick up guns and you can just be like hey i've been playing call of duty for eight months or whatever now i have all these like level 100 guns that all the attachments and stuff i'm gonna just bring those into battle royale and then you just go mow through people um so the meta for playing the battle royale mode was basically i drop i get a bunch of money i call the loadout drop and then i actually start playing the game instead of just the normal oh, I'm going to go scavenge for a good weapon or I'm going to go do this. It was just, 
I'm going to ignore literally everything and just get money right now for this. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I was watching Nade shot yeah. play a lot, and I noticed like the whole game is like, all right, let's let's frag on these guys, let's get a loadout drop. Yeah, was, like, get the loadout drop like, as fast as you can. Yeah, that was the whole gameplay loop. Because it, it, it like it wasn't fair. Well, I don't want to say it wasn't fair, but it sucked for the people that started playing when Warzone came out, and they don't really have a good way to level up weapons. And then there are these people that are kind of getting rewarded for having faith in playing the game since launch yeah. and they can just bring all their stuff in um so originally it was six thousand dollars in game and now it's up to eight thousand five hundred i believe um to revive a friend i believe it's forty five hundred as well so you're it's a it's almost the cost of resing two of your friends now okay so they've made it more of like an end game goal instead of like a requirement to start the game essentially well that's good i think that's I think yeah, that's what it was that, intended to be in the in like in the first place, but they kind of like they misjudged how expensive it was, or like it wasn't yeah. essentially. Yeah, and that's normal, right? That's like st- you play in house a bunch, right? And I think sometimes what happens when games get QA'd and dev'd in in house is it's the people who made the game and the people who are constantly testing the game that kind of they understand what the end goal is and they kind of fall into this rut of being comfortable. Yeah with how it plays and then it takes outside people to go and break it like i'll give you an example i I played a game um depths of sanity at pax and um i came out of the the chair and i was talking to the devs and i was like oh it was really interesting how you could change direction real quick and flip and they were like yeah we've been seeing that a lot they're working on making the thing move differently now because it's like just way too too fast you know we we found it through basically playtesting and going to these different groups. And yeah. sometimes games go live and, and people start exploiting and breaking things. I mean, Rainbow Six, um, when they came out with Outback and everybody was using that glitch through the window, <laughs> right? Like, it's just... Yeah. It's like um, it's like when you're a DM for Dungeons & Dragons and you have this, like, very clear idea of what they need to do, but your all your friends just focus on this one, like, generic NPC and they're like, this is actually the bad guy. The whole story, isn't it? You're like, no, I've spent five minutes <laughs> thinking about this guy. Please, please progress my story. Like go here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, among other things in the Warzone update, it's kind of funny because um, stun grenades were really bad on PC for some reason and not console and they sort of fixed it a little bit. So what happens when you get hit with a stun grenade is that it messes up with your sensitivity. Okay. So, my sensitivity is already really low to begin with. Yeah. So you get hit with a stun grenade and I'm like, I'm doing like swipes across my mouse pad <laughs> and you can barely move your crosshair. Whereas on console and it had something to do with like the weird multiplier for your sensitivity on console being different. It wasn't as bad for them. So like if, if they hold their stick in a certain direction, they could still move a little bit faster. So that got kind of tuned a little bit, but it's still very far off from what it should be according to social media and the outcry and everything like that um there's two more things that were kind of big um shotguns used to be able to one shot someone take out their armor take out all their health with one shot from a shotgun in in certain situations which in warzone not good yeah especially because you have the extra armor plating to stop that sort of thing and it just didn't work um apparently you can still do it but you have to have a specific perk which is like stopping power um and then the other thing which i thought was interesting was um you get credited for a kill now when you down someone and they rage quit oh so the reason this is interesting is because battle royales have um 
they have this history of just they, they come out and people love them and people want to develop an esports scene for them but there's no way for them to do that because they don't have like private servers or anything like that mm-hmm. so what they do is all these community run leagues like you watch an shot so he had he had his community league or whatever and what they do is they say okay we'll go into a game stream it and you get points based on your kills, based on how you play. So what would happen is they kill these people and then they would just rage quit and they wouldn't get credit for the kill. And then they'd have to go back and be like, no, that guy left. Like, please, like, watch this clip. Like, my, my chat clipped this. I killed this guy, so please add that. And then it becomes a mess because there's just, like, this weird gray area where everyone's like, no, I, I mean, I kind of got this kill here and, you know, I didn't see him. He might have left. Yeah, yeah, they start they start almost like playing the judges to try to get the extra point. And really, man, if you're gonna make a battle royale, just make just let people do private matches. I know it's probably some weird network infrastructure thing that makes it so hard, but it's just Apex died faster than it became popular because there was just no way for people to have community run leagues, community run events, even even EA themselves couldn't just they couldn't host anything because they just didn't have private matches. Yeah, and that's um there's a lot of I guess issues around this game mode or game, you know, however you want to look at it. I, I think it's 80 gigs by itself. It's probably a game in my opinion. But well, I mean, now um, it's like 90 gigs with the update. Yeah. Um but the way I look at it too is like there's also no ranking system, but there is, right? So there's like there's obviously this I've been watching Nade Shot for yeah. last week right and there's this obvious progression of him getting put against better players throughout the week as he plays but he's not earning anything for it right and he even he was well, a leaderboard but that's a yeah. really count but he even said he's like look let me be a grandmaster let me be a diamond let me be playing for that prestige that rank that whatever you know and also that coupled with the inability to privately host things it's like it's yeah. How are you going to generate any kind of competitive scene, community scene, whatever? Um, but it's Call of Duty. All this is like second thought to begin with. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, they, they're they still fixing stuff with the competitive structure of the base game. Yeah, people people have been wanting a ranked system in Call of Duty for like years. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's no like, I can't be like a bronze two or like dirt four or whatever in my rank. Like people have been wanting that forever. Yeah, and it's absolutely. just kind of funny that they just don't have that of all games. It's no, still, bro, my KD is like two point three. Yeah, or they do the um the ladders, right? Like the um. They, I mean, no one cares about that. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm forty seven and three on game battles fight or whatever, right? On on GB, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's the unfortunately it's the only ranking system that exists right yeah. <laughs> right now. Is you've got to play that stuff. You got to play the two Ks and the one Ks and get pro points and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I thought was really interesting was, you know, High res was sitting around for a while on this uh, Rogue Company game. Oh, no. And uh, it's their their new BR. And what's it, it been? I don't two, think two? it's a BR. Yeah, it's a BR. It didn't I'm look like sure. it. I Look, I got I got the thing. I mean, I you might have the thing. I, I just watched the trailer a couple times, and it, it just looked like a 4v4 shooter. You might be right. We're looking this up in real time. Oh no, they're calling it an action shooter. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like the like Overwatch slash Paladin sort of format of oh, just like team team v team. Yeah, it's gonna have crossplay. You're a mercenary. Yeah, <laughs> I I, wa- I watched the um I watched the trailer and 
all of the messaging around it, I think even the Facebook ad might have said the new Battle Royale. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it's a Battle Royale with eight people in it. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, anyway, email us. Tell us who's right. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting that they waited until, like, the new Call of Duty mode hit peak. You know? Like, re- well, it's almost two things, right? It's like Paladins being broken and Call of Duty's popularity in this new mode hit peak. And they were like, the game's coming. Look, we're still making yeah so i I thought that was interesting it's funny because every time something was bad in paladins like if you went to the reddit they would just be like oh they're too busy working on a rogue company yeah to care about our 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 poor paladins players they don't care about us i mean it's pretty obvious they don't care i mean look at some of the broken crap i mean recently you said it not me yeah well i liked that game a lot and then that patch came out and literally broke everything so what are you Mm. gonna do yeah um but anyway, I don't want to belabor the, the BR FPS point. So um, I, thought I thought what was interesting was that it was third person. Yeah. Because yeah, we've, think... we've been trying to remove third person from Battle Royale games. Like PUBG started as third person. Everyone hated it. They they made it first person. And uh, Apex first person. And it was funny because I was like, man, no one does third person anymore. And then I thought, oh, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite's third person. <laughs> That's it. And look, let's call it what it is. High res does an excellent job stealing concepts and mechanics and making them free to play. Yeah. Well, high res uh, has their battle royale game though. Yeah, but they like can that. I mean, it's, basically, it's still I mean, going. It's, it's just people don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way um, to change that is just do two point exactly. instead of making a whole new game. It's refresh. So yeah, I'll be curious, kind of like what games they they riffed off of um, for this you know, as, as their core concept, but it is what it is. Yeah, Cause I mean, I it, it looked like there was characters. It looked like they had specific skills based on who they were. Mm-hmm. There was like objectives, but like apex has that too. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So no, for sure. It's kind of like until, until they say more, um, after all this time, all they gave us was a very short trailer. I know it's like, yeah, it's just, Hi-Res announces new... Yeah, they're just calling it a cross-platform, multiplayer, team-based multiplayer shooter. There you go. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, anyway, enough on Hi-Res and Call of Duty. Just did a whole show on those guys. You're welcome. You're welcome for the marketing. I thought this one was pretty funny. I know you're not super psyched for Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. um, Unfortunately. We talked like a podcast or two ago. We laughed at how you know everybody stood in line. They stood in a line to get a ticket to stand in a line to play it at PAX, and then the Monday it was for everybody. Yeah. And then Squ- Square came out and they're like, "Hey, yeah, we can't really enforce the release date on this. It's already breaking street date. Like, have at it, people. Enjoy your Final Fantasy Seven." Like, I, when I read it, I, I I interpreted it as you might not get your copy soon enough, as opposed yeah. to the opposite. But I mean, it's always kind of been like this. Like you've been able to go to mom and pop shops in New York and spend 80 bucks to get the game three, three or four days beforehand. Yeah. Basically when everybody would normally get the shipment and holds it, these people are turning it and selling it. Um, Yeah. I thought it was interesting because it is kind of a combo and we'll talk about it later. I think of we can't control when it comes out, but on both ends, because the article I read specifically said they've seen street date broken already. Yeah. But it's... I mean, we already know what happens, and the, the game's like twenty years old. It's like, who cares about spoilers? Like, yeah. what, what are you spoiling? And so, while I think their their position is funny, I think that's probably why they don't care too much about yeah. the early, you know, get, gaining access to the game early. Um, 
you know, and if you're going to stream it or YouTube clip it or whatever, like then you're just giving them your name as one of the people who. I mean, let me go dust off my PlayStation One. I'm a break straight date right now. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So that was that was a short one. I thought was kind of funny, and then um, kind of going along the the world of delays and and different things. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil Resistance beta delayed on PS4 and PC. I didn't even know what that was until but today. It's, so. it's it's funny because what happened was that the beta launched for it. And for some reason, PlayStation 4 and PC users couldn't find any games in matchmaking. So these people got the taste of it. They downloaded it. They started it up. They're like, yo, man, I'm going to go play some Resident Evil Resistance. I'm excited. And they just couldn't find a game. They hit the forums and they do the, I, why can't I play my game or whatever? And then Capcom was like, oh, no, something really bad is happening. And they had to pull the beta off PlayStation 4 and, P- and Steam altogether. Oh, wow. So meanwhile, the Xbox One kids are playing just fine for some reason. Well, it's why Xbox is the best system ever, man. All those teraflops. So many teraflops. The teraflops keeping the game oh, afloat. this is a perfect time. No. So we, oh. we, we had the teraflops definition. So I went back. I was, I was right. And then I'll give you the technical. So it's, and again, this just hammers home your point, Ross, of like, this is the most marketing thing ever, right? <laughs> so they're looking at how many trillion floating point operations what does that mean the system can do in a second so a floating point operation um a float is a data type so it's just yeah. um like whatever seven the decimal point after the decimal yeah so wow. it's like how many times can i do point zero zero one times point zero one two per second and it's going to be 12 trillion to get 12 teraflops um because graphics are all math based i guess that's somewhat important but it's just another like clock rate style thing so anyway thanks it'll still run it'll still run games at like sub 60 fps by the end of the console's life cycle like whatever buddy we've locked at 32 we we think that's uh good (laughs) enough um so that that's good that's hilarious though these poor people they downloaded their psyched you because you know that's like one dude's like i can't wait i yeah. cannot wait you know and well, then- for people who don't know the game is there were games like this before resident evil outbreak in outbreak file number two or whatever for playstation 2 it's a it's an online cooperative resident evil game um it's four players playing together and they basically have to like get out of this facility or something like that and there's a fifth player who is the quote-unquote mastermind and they're just some dude on a desk and what he does is he has access to all the security cameras in the building and that's how he watches everyone and he controls like where zombies come from and sometimes he can control certain zombies or he can set up traps in certain rooms and he can just kind of like mess around with them and just make their life miserable but that's i mean that's pretty much it for that it sounds fun but like you said you know it's not like it hasn't been done before, so it's, I mean, it'll be. But I mean, is, we don't is, really is it know. Free to play? Is, no. is that going to be free? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, just, I ask. Um, Capcom got to get their money, dude. Yeah, they've been doing all right though. I'm cool with Capcom lately. They're fine <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. Until they make a fighting game and it's actually miserable. Yeah, and it's worse than Street Fighter Five. Dark Stalkers. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned teraflops because the next topic I had was about the um the graphic i don't know anything uh, about this man like okay so why I'll, is I'll, this I'll, why is this significant why do I'll, i care i'll give you the rundown so amd uh works with microsoft to build the new 12 teraflops gpu right and any hardware has some kind of firmware and software that runs it so amd 
basically released that there was someone claiming to have proprietary software or firmware related to their uh, GPUs. Um, and they were asking for $100 million in ransom for this $11 billion. Exactly. So this person, though, they went and they started releasing on GitHub, which if you're not familiar, is just an online place where you can uh, store code, yeah. do versioning, all, all the good software development yeah. lifecycle stuff, um, or download open source stuff. And he started, or he, she, or the group started to release snippets of this code. And AMD actually came out and was like, putting you know cease and desist pull down orders which means that it's probably legitimate code that's been stolen from them um and it's been what's called forked right so people will copy it and they'll make their own fork and kind of like edit and change it and then they can either merge it back in with the main software or keep it off on its own kind of leg um branch so they're sending these cease and desist and pull down orders to all of these people too (laughs) now to your point what does it really matter? I don't know. Like, do you have the proprietary Xbox hardware with the rest of the proprietary firmware with the proprietary software that makes all of this work? No. Like the Really, this would just let like, and you hate to say it, but there's there are definitely Chinese companies that would buy this because they make so much of their money off of IP theft mm-hmm. um, that that's kind of where I can see it going. Or it could give Sony an edge to know exactly, you know, what what Microsoft's doing. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think it's pretty clear AMD is not going to pay the hundred million, and Microsoft's no, not really sweating no, it <laughs> right now. So like, go go um, make the the knockoff Xbox. Go have fun. Yeah. You got like a here's couple a, math equations. That's about it. Yeah, here's my Z sphere. Get some. Um, but I thought it was interesting because Andrew actually sent it to me. Um, the other day he's like, "What what world are we living in?" But he did the thing most people did and didn't read the actual article where it was like AMD source code that may have been used to help develop microsoft's graphics engine and it's not yeah. everyone's like oh no microsoft's not going to launch because their graphics engine is oh, on no Francis. that's not like, going to no. stop them no you think that's yeah. going to no that's not going to stop so, anything so that that's that i thought it was that was, was kind of funny and it also ties back into my day job of we we see this all the yeah. time so um what's next oh half-life alex I, looks fun i don't know listen don't i'm know. not gonna drop a thousand dollars to play a, a game i'm sure it's great it got tens of, all across the board all my friends that played it said it's it's the second coming of, of half-life when it when it first came out and half-life was crazy and it was way ahead of the curve on everything um it's about time we get a triple a game for vr yeah so I, mean, again, that, I think that's there's not much to say it's just, I'm, I'm not spending a thousand dollars to play a vr game and that's, I think, the the point here is really it's the, you know, the attention of detail they put into it. You can interact with everything. You've only got, like, two slots to store your stuff. So people are storing things in crates and literally walking around the game, holding the crates and putting them down <laughs> and doing that. stuff. Um, yeah, I thought you had your, uh, your backpack or whatever that, like, people, you do this and you put stuff in your backpack. Yeah, but you have, like, limited slots. Um. Uh, of what you can do so like people who want to hoard like a bunch of grenades or like jamming them all into a box or like, a different container and like <laughs> carrying it yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um yeah it's it's just great that vr has that triple a experience and it's going to push because let's be honest most vr experiences have been pretty you know novel yeah i mean it, especially now in these times where i'm supposed to stay indoors like if i had that vr headset and i could just go to like maybe like runescape or something and just be in runescape vr and have my own like mmo yeah i'd be good i would yeah. never go outside it'd be the worst i'd be good 
Ready Player One. Go watch it. You'll see exactly what that leads to. Um, I like that movie. It was good. It is. It's really good. The book's better, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the the Oscar guy watching all the the Shape of Waters and stuff like that. I'm just if there's explosions and it makes me laugh. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good movie. That's like good enough for me. My my movie watching. So yeah, so it's it's good. But I just figured we had to mention it since it came out and it's it's yeah. doing well. Um, yeah, it's 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 doing really well. It's doing really so. well all across the board. So now let's get Half-Life 3. Let's go. Um, that was your Half-Life 3. There you go. No, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, tying back into the earlier conversation about my internet being slow and even talking last week about throttling Netflix and whatnot, um, a story came out recently that the PlayStation Network is like absolute uh, molasses in, G- in January. Slow right now. I had a friend try to, he was like psyched to get uh, Doom. Uh, he, recently he kind of waited to see how the scores came out and whatnot and he went to download it and he's like all over nope. facebook and twitter just complaining you know like yeah this that's is gonna help I your download physical. speed yeah i bought physical because this is trash but hey well, like we talked last week everything's being impacted uh internet speeds bandwidth are just gonna get well, crushed well even if you buy physical you still have to download an update which requires you to play with sony online Yep. So, what are you gonna do? Um, but that was my little tie into last week. Um, yeah. Well, you- they just cut the download speed though. Like they didn't cut anything else, so it's not like online's worse or anything. I think they had to do it to sort of, you know, make online functional for all the people that were coming in and everything like that. So yeah, you yeah. download it overnight. Put your PlayStation Four rest mode. Yeah, it sucks, yeah. but I mean, I would rather have that than just have my multiplayer games be unplayable. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. When you when your network starts to get crushed, right? The the first step you do is you prioritize and you do quality of service. So what's more important? Your your live gaming and, you know, as much as I hate to say it, like your streaming stuff, yeah. like th- that's priority um over a download because that stuff needs to be relatively real time in order for it to work. I wonder how this affects the streaming service like the PlayStation Live or whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, so I, I feel like that's going to be a mess if anything. Yeah. And again, the, that might be the reason they're deprioritizing download is to give as much bandwidth as they can to, to that. Yeah. Imagine, imagine paying for PlayStation network and then paying for the, the video, the video game on demand thing, the streaming service and just not being able to play anything. Yeah. Not being able to do it right now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> that's bad. Um, but hey, it, it is what it is. We're gonna we're gonna see some interesting stuff here um, moving forward. I, I will not be surprised to see X Y Z is slow or X Y Z is um, you know hamstringing this service to prioritize that one over the coming weeks and months. Yeah. So um, it is what it is. Uh, hey, what's what's keep next? Going to, keep going on the list. Check them yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking. Oh, Nintendo Direct. I didn't watch it. Give me give me the the deets. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch it either. Someone just sent me a a, the only reason I know about this is because they they finally announced the Xenoblade Chronicles remake date, which the the famous the famous like Polish Best Buy leak date that always comes through no matter what. It doesn't matter what country. It doesn't matter what retailer, but there's always some random retailer from another country website that's just like, hey, this game's coming out on this day. And it was rumored that it was coming out in May for a while, and it, it was confirmed by Nintendo. I think it was like May 29th, or I want to say it's May 29th, but um, Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered, one of my personal favorite games, very excited for it. I'm going to be there, I'm going to be buying it, hopefully, maybe in a store if we can get there at this point. I don't know, I don't want to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, 
it, can I buy the physical edition and have it get to my house? We don't even know. We don't even know well, what it's going to be like in a month from now. Like, I hate to say that's, it. That's true. That's but, true. And, it, um, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, curbside. Curbside, Ross. Have faith. Curbside. I can go my my trusty GameStop and just get the curbside service like I'm at Chili's. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, there was other stuff from the, uh, the Direct. They announced that the newest Smash Brothers character, while they didn't announce who it was, they said that it was going to be someone from ARMS. Yeah. As I hit my mic stand. <laughs> um, yeah. So next character is going to be from ARMS. I don't know any of the ARMS characters. I didn't play the game, uh, but thankfully they're doing a like a free-to-play weekend or something like that for ARMS. So if you haven't played ARMS, look into it. It might be fun. Who knows? I don't. Yeah. Um, other than that, the the Pokemon, the first Pokemon DLC was is slated for late June. They didn't give a date. They just said, hey, sometime in June. Isle of Armor. So that's like the one part of the two-part DLC expansion that they were going to add to it. Um, they did... The Bravely Default 2 demo was out. They did the thing where it's like, you can play it today. That it's 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 one of my growing pet peeves that I hate that these companies do, where it's like they won't talk about something for three, five months, and then they'll just be like, hey, that thing that you've been wanting to know, it's out now. Just like just give me the info when it comes out. I don't care if it's not coming out until two months or three months from now. Like, just tell me. I'd rather have that than just be like checking my phone, scrolling through it, and then all of a sudden. Hey, this game's out. Hold, where, where was this news? Like three months ago. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, um, to get the hype going, baby. We got to get you shock value. Get you going, you know? Yeah. So they announced, well, they didn't announce, but they talked about the, the first Animal Crossing event is going to be like an Easter event. Starts April 1st, goes through the 12th, and it's bunny day. You'll, you dig up eggs, probably get some cool Easter stuff. And then the update after that is going to be for Earth Day, which is the end of April. So, I mean, a, a game where I plant trees and cut down trees. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I th- what I thought was weird that they they did a thing where they're adding more 2K games to the Switch. So, they announced that there's going to be Borderlands, Bioshock. Bro, I don't, I don't care about this game at this point. And then what was the, yeah. th- what was the third one? Oh, uh, XCOM 2. XCOM, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. Why would, I, we've played these games on like every platform at this point. I was going like, to put that in the notes, and then I was like, "Why do I care?" Yeah, I was like, "I've played them all three, four, five times." Yeah, like I, I don't need it on the Switch. Burnout Paradise, though. Yeah, I mean that, that's something I'd play, but it's they didn't a give a date. Game, just twenty twenty. I'll, I'll throw my five year old some Bioshock and let her learn. You know. Yeah, and then they Panzer Dragoon remake, old Dreamcast game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. And then and then for some reason there's like a Jedi like a Jedi Nice Jedi Academy game that got put on there all of a sudden and it's like, okay, great. Thanks. I, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Here it is though. But I mean that's pretty much everything in there. Yeah. It's good. I like how Nintendo does those, so um I didn't I didn't get to catch this one. You know, I caught the um the indie one. It was a bunch of like the. Be- I'm sorry, but the best part was the guy from um, No Man's Sky that was like, "Hey, it's uh, <laughs> it's me, guys." <laughs> the way he awkwardly looks into the camera and he's like, "Nope, hear me out. I promise it'll be fine this time. I've got a new game." Yeah, and it's like you just see the numbers. Dislike, <laughs> <laughs> dislike, dislike, dislike. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. Um, hey, No Man's yeah. Sky is fine now. In all yeah, fairness, is, that game is great. It's, it's great, great now. Yeah. 
it ended up being really, really good. After like the second update, I was like, damn, man, if they would have just launched with this. There's a really good video that details all of this from uh, the Internet Historian. It's like a really famous uh, YouTube channel. And he does like this like one and a half hour long video on it. And it's really, it's really informative and it's actually really good. Highly recommend watching it. Throw, you gotta put the link below, man. I'm, I'm the link below. I ain't putting no links below. I don't got time for that. Um, so two more two more things before we talk about supply chain, and we've we've alluded to in multiple topics the supply chain issue. But um, you had something about the Final Fantasy 14 team. Oh yeah, with well with all the um, with all the COVID stuff going on, there's a very infamous housing problem in Final Fantasy 14 where it's very hard to get like a, a plot for your house. So you have to essentially like wait for people to get evicted because they haven't logged on long enough and the devs just froze that for now. So, oh, cool. so they think like, Oh, people aren't going to log on final fantasy 14 because there's more pressing matters with, you, you know, all the, the COVID stuff going on when it's spoiler. kind of the opposite. If anything, yeah. I'm going to be on final fantasy 14 a whole lot more. I was going to say spoiler. More yeah. people are going to log in, but Hey, you know, get some rent relief going yeah. for these folks. I, I think it was more so people just didn't have a job or whatever, so they couldn't pay the yeah. sub. So I think it was more to do with that. That's good. That's nice. I, I think more. And you're seeing it, right? Like tons of games are going free to play. Um, I just got a thing. It's not game related, but I had the uh, F1 TV Pro yeah. and you can watch like all the races as they go on. You can watch on board the cars. You get all the data analytics if you want it. You get Porsche Super Cup, F2, like you get all this stuff involved with it, but everything's canceled. So I got an email yeah. the other day from uh, F1 and they're like, hey man, it's free through June. Enjoy the backlog of stuff. Just watch it. We're not going to charge you. We oh, don't think cool. the season's coming back. So like, I'm seeing more of that, both in media. Um, NFL did that too with um, yeah. the NFL Pass, which I don't, know, yeah. I don't know if it's still free, but for a while it was free and you could just kind of like watch whatever. Yeah, and I think that's good. And even if it's just a three day weekend to expose people to to a game or give them something new to play, I think football manager. Yeah, football my football manager, manager playthrough is pretty sick. It is. Check it out. It's on this channel. Well, I would I would not recommend it. Actually, please please <laughs> don't watch it. It's rough. It had me laughing. It, it's funny because wow. this is a gamesoco.uk, and I'm just like, bro, I know literally nothing about soccer. I know. Like I don't know any of these formations. I'm just just go play. Just please just go play. Go kick the ball. That's all I know. Play soccer. Let's go. Um, and then and actually other non since we're on non um, game necessarily related news, you had put into the notes um, that Horizon's getting a comic book and Castlevania's getting renewed for a season four. Um, I love that. Honestly, I love when games have comic books. I read like the Darkness comic books. Um, that new game um drone swarm i did a preview for they have a comic book done by like michael bay's comic book studio swarm yeah it's awesome game don't have time to talk about it um it's not out yet there's a preview go read it um go read it good plug they they have a comic book and they're doing all of the story like in comic book form Mm -hmm. they're using the same art to do the cutscenes in the game but the game's way more focused obviously on the on the gameplay and it's a tactics game so um that type of thing um same thing castlevania the anime is awesome uh 17 plus very days. gruesome yes not don't watch it with your kids absolutely not but it's it's really cool and seeing that property get more play yeah and publicity and hopefully pull people back into the games and, and play it is, is really cool yeah, they're having their good games play them yeah exactly. um the horizon comic it's slated for july um there's supposedly gonna be like a prequel comic for comic book day which i think is may 2nd 
Okay. Does that sound familiar? You're the comic yeah, book guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in that time. Yeah, so apparently there's going to be a like a prequel comic around that time. But other than that, there's really nothing else. Like, I was trying to find who was doing it, who was behind it, but again, I don't read comics. Yeah. I don't know any of this stuff. It's It can be hit or miss when you do game-related, because sometimes you get like a really good writer pair, and sometimes it's like just thrown out to the lowest bidder. And that's why you have like some really good comic books related to video games and then some other ones that are just kind of like so yeah. we'll see hopefully it's good the horizon story is good so any more of that world is yeah. positive for sure um so main topic supply chain disruption there's actually there's a few things playing in here right okay so, break it down so we have resident evil 3 supposed to be coming out right and they've come out and said hey and this ties a little bit back into the um square enix as well yeah um, but Resident Evil 3, they came out and they said, look, definitely coming out when it's supposed to. Definitely going to be able to download it digitally. We have no control over when you the disc yeah. is available, right? Like there's shipping freezes. Uh, there's places in Europe that just they they can't get anything. Amazon yeah. is taking non-essential items and, and basically, you know, whatever is suck it up. Could take 14 days <laughs> to ship you your thing. Like deal with it and different things yeah am um, i putting so these copies of resident evil on this truck or am i putting like the bounty like paper towels exactly like, take your pick i mean some so people they came out resident evil that's, it's you know, essential it's you're right um so there's that there's the square enix component which is you know similar um and then there's uh the whole next gen component right which there's been we talked about it when we talked about the teraflops last week um but there's this fear that these systems are going to get delayed and from everything I'm reading, um, likely not delayed, uh, but probably scarce. Yeah, that that was, right? that was low, kind of low, what I was low. thinking. Um, and IGN, not to pump another news station, but they actually had a reporter go out and talk to like 13 or so industry um, analysts. And only one of those 13 analysts came out and said there might be a turning point where they make a choice of like high scarcity or delaying it, but the other 12 just assume kind of scarcity. And I was reading a Forbes article that was generally about kind of China's impact on manufacturing technology and how far behind they are. And it's kind of a, a similar say, you know, statement there, which is like everything is just behind. You know, China was shut down. They're such a big global player in that market. They have access to the metals, they have access to the, you know, all the stuff they need, they have the expertise and they have the manpower to build this stuff. And it's, you know, it's not as easy as just taking this manufacturing and moving it somewhere else because that infrastructure is so, so strong there. Yeah. So, well, in all fairness, China's like China's China was the first one that was getting hit. And now they're kind of the first one that's sort of, you know, getting, I hate to say better, but you know, things are slowly getting back to normal for the most part. I'm about to drop like the most big brain point on all this. And I think, I think after seeing what happened with all of like everyone just storming their their local supermarket and grabbing toilet paper, I think we learned from PlayStation 4 and Xbox One that if it's scarce, I think that's ultimately better for you in the long run because you're more inclined to buy it when it's there. So you and I both worked in games retail around when they when they launched in 2013. And what was the story? It was always, do you have PlayStation 4? No, but we have tons of Xbox Ones in stock. Mm-hmm. And whenever there was a PlayStation Four in the store, it it left immediately because oh, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna see this for like another two, three weeks. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I think 
I think they might actually be good if they're scarce. I think they'll sell a lot better in the, I don't want to say the long run, but I think I think you'll have a higher ratio of units that get sold as opposed to units that are just sitting in a store if they're scarce. So where if you're just stacking 10, 20 per store and yeah, like people are going to want to buy it, but if they're there, if I know I can walk into my store at any point and buy it whenever I want, there's not really an incentive. The incentive is more so like, oh, I want to play this game. Like, okay, now I have to get this console. Like when the yeah. Switch first came out, it was it was hard to get a Switch. And I remember I bought my Switch because I was in a Target and it was the last one there. And I'm just like, might as well do it now. Because yeah. the Switch came out in like March and I I only wanted a Switch to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which was, wasn't was going to come out till December. So I was just like, I don't care, man. I can wait. But there it was, last one right there. And I was like, hey, might as well play Zelda. Well, everyone likes it. Why not? Let's try it. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. Honestly, I was I was at work, um, and I was just like, I, I needed to go on Target to order something, and um, I forget how it came up, but it might have been in a sidebar or something like that. But it was like, there's one left. <laughs> there's the one left. Going to. I was like, well, whatever. Just throw it in. Add it in with the toilet paper. Daddy's <laughs> got to switch, you know. Um, so yeah, I get that, and I think Nintendo's proved this out as well, right? Which is they do artificial scarcity, and then it works and you made a great point um which is from a cash flow perspective you don't want to hold stock that is invested money as a retailer right Mm. that is just sitting there you don't have that to spend until that product moves right it's not liquid it's just it's stuck right so from a retailer standpoint scarcity is is good because you're you know you're always going to move the units holding on to inventory where it hurts is it hurts, you know, um, it hurts the gamers, right? Like we, we end up stuck potentially without a system and um, it in some degree will hurt in the short term for Microsoft and Sony, right? Because we yeah. both know the system isn't where they're making their money. No, right? they're, they're already talking about, yeah, they're talking about PS5, 450 to make. So they're going to what make $20 profit once they split it with the retailer. Right, but what they're making their money on is the fifty percent markup controller, um, which they might also have a shortage of. They are making their yeah. money on the you know seventy percent markup video game, which again they might not have enough copies of, but at least they have digital to to push. Um, so, I think what worries me is how does this delay what we were talking about last week, which is give me those really good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's less money coming into Sony and Microsoft to make these first party titles and investors and board um, people at the board level and shareholders start to see, you know, the revenue and the profit not be where they forecasted it because they're not moving as many units as they thought, you know, do we lose out on one or two really good games, this gaming cycle? Do they get delayed? Right. Because where do they cut? They always cut studios. Yeah, but the the problem is never the first party games for these systems. It's always it's always getting the involvement from the third party developers. I mean, look at the Wii U. The, all those games on the Wii U were great. It was just literally no one wanted to make a game for the Wii U other than Ubisoft. And even then, it was just they were porting Assassin's Creed and and whatever else other Rayman, Rayman. game or whatever. Yeah, so I don't, I don't yeah. think first party is ever the problem for these systems. No, but that's how you get people to buy your system. If anything, yeah, it's essentially I- marketing. I guess what I'm saying is you're right. Like first party is not a problem 
but first party is where they can control cost expenditure if yeah. they're not making what they think, right? So if that means Naughty Dog doesn't get um, you know, an extra ten million dollars to make Uncharted Five, please God. I can't get um, my last of us side story. Oh God forbid. Yeah. Um, you know, that that slows it down. Um yeah. but like I said, I don't think all of this isn't things are getting canceled. We're not pushing back game releases necessarily. Um, I don't think we, we're not pushing back the system release, but maybe we're getting games on a, a little bit of a slower schedule than they had maybe initially planned. We're definitely getting less systems than we thought we were getting yeah. um, early on. And yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's the big caveat in the industry is it really depends how things progress from here. Right. Like if China, like you said, gets back to normal, and they're just crushing production and it's not a problem. And most staff at Sony and Microsoft who are working in the offices, the engineering teams and whatnot are not affected. Um, You know, then you have no problem. If that backlog, like the Forbes article I was reading is so big that you're looking at, like, I think part of the Forbes article said it might've been uh, Samsung phones or one of the phone companies. They're like Samsung because they're based in Korea. Yeah, so like Samsung's fine, but it was someone else that uses China production. Well, they all use Chinese production. Well, yeah, but it was one of the companies that relies on them that they're like now a year behind on phone production Oof. from where they wanted to be yeah, because they rough. pump out so many. And then um, I was talking to Michaela the other day, and there was a point before um, she works at a cell phone store. There was a point before the stores closed recently that people were coming in to upgrade their phones. They're like, "Sorry, yeah, we we have nothing. We don't have them." Yeah, they're, they're, our stock's gone. Yeah. You know, we're, we're six months behind wh- what our stock should look like. So, it's interesting because Samsung, I, I remember seeing that like Samsung counts for a large chunk of South Korea's like national economy. Yeah. And now they're they're just screwed. Yeah. And they're like the, they might be the second largest phone manufacturer in the Something world. Something like that. Yeah. I think, yeah. So they might, actually, they might be first. It might be them, Apple, and Huawei. But anyway, um, so yeah, the supply chain is definitely disrupted and it's going to, it's, you know, it, it's trickling into our little realm of the world. It's not just, yeah. you know, it, the lack of the phone or the TV, you probably weren't going to buy anyway. It's like, the, you know, it's the systems that everybody's excited for. It's the, you know, the, the peripherals, it's that type of stuff as well. And then an interesting point, you know, we had the whole conversation about GameStop last week, but it just came out that they're going to close 300 ish stores. And yeah. I honestly, I wonder, like, obviously they're in financial straits. They're having problems. They were already, they already closed a bunch of stores. The Last one year. Right in the, yeah. The one right in the plaza near me had a blowout sale and has been gone for a while. Um, but I'm wondering, the play always seemed like they were waiting for this wave of consoles to save them. Yeah. Or help save them. I'm wondering if they're also looking ahead at the potential of a, a delay or a scarcity problem and saying like, no, we're not like, there's going to be not enough units for us to push mm. to actually make that profit we need to make. And I know this is impacting other industries in my industry, in the, uh, the financial space, even though I'm on the technical side, but there's a regulation that's supposed to be coming out, coming down the pipe for a certain size of firms, the end of this year. And our company um, we we projected our profit based on signing up those phase five firms, and now what if the regulators move that date? Right, like now now you're you're changing everything. So I could see that 300 stores is a lot. I could see them seeing this 
global issue and this potential for scarcity or, or lack of products in saying, okay, we, we need to recoup in, in some way, or it could be completely unrelated. And they were always going to close 300 stores this year. I think that was more the case because I, I didn't really dig too much into the financials and it's just, it's well beyond my, my knowledge in terms of scope or whatever, but, um, they, they did their release, they released their profits order for the quarter and they, they ended up like netting like 20 mil or something like that. And I think the mindset is like, we can keep this going as long as we operate really lean and we, we close stores as is. Um, I don't think it really had anything to do with the virus or any of the, the current climate. I mean, I, I always hate to say this, but it's, it, this can't go on forever. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing can't go on. We can't, businesses can't operate looking a year down the line and still think that things are going to be this way. It's like, it seems really irresponsible. No, but I think if you're that business, you have to, any retailer yeah. on, that's going to be selling these systems. You have to not look so far in as um, what if this continues into launch phase, right? Which is, that's another thing that we didn't even remotely talk about. We're talking about supply chain, but what if, this thing continues on through the end of the year Oof. and like if people can't go to stores and you curbside pickup for your yeah. console. Exactly. Like it's going to, that's going to, that's a rough situation that I think everybody's discounting. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these analysts are saying like, mm-hmm. as of now, if things progress the way we think they will, mm-hmm. there should just be scarcity, whatever. But as a business or a large business like that, you have to look at the ramifications of what did the, what did the period of time that has passed cause and how does that play out and affect us in the future right you have to you have to use kind of the current history and determine what that does and project it out in that way um so i guess to circle back on it do i think that production is the re- or lack thereof is the reason that gamestop decided to close 300 stores no, no. but i can see some guy walking to a meeting and being like hey i know we're going to say 50 of these but no you know what I mean? Like I could see it being the the death knell for a small percentage of those stores where they yeah. said, you know, no, we have to do it. Or it was just the cherry on top that really pushed the decision across the line in the boardroom. Like, yeah, hey, for sure. The profit, here's whatever. And also we have to think about this thing that was supposed to save us isn't going to. So um, interesting times. I just want my PS5. <laughs> just give me the PS5. <laughs> I just want my PS5. I need my cheap ray tracing device. Bring it on. Bring it on. Hey, that's why I got a PS3, man. It was cheaper than a Blu-ray player. Yeah. So. Yikes. All right. Anything on supply chain you want to add in there, Ross? No, you you kicked most of it off. I mean, we talked about most of it anyways beforehand. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's how this usually works. Like most of the news is always related to this yeah. one like overarching topic and we end up talking about it in other places first. So. The the only thing that I would think of is that it would probably mess with the production of these consoles because you're trying to you're trying to ship all these like materials and stuff like that to the manufacturing plant or whatever and that's kind of the only thing i can think of but i'm like i don't imagine you know a bunch of consoles just stacked up at customs you know waiting to <laughs> like oh we can only put one box on each truck you know we got to put all the paper towels on this truck and all the the baby wipes on this truck and okay i can only put one ps5 on this truck <laughs> yeah yeah i don't see that either i think it's i think it's all of those other things we talked about is getting the materials to the factories and having the number of people and the bandwidth to build these things. And then, you know, there is a logistics backhaul. So I don't think it's anywhere sitting in customs or like we can only put X amount on the truck, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's just like logistic 
logistically speaking, these companies that ship this crap are way behind too, right? Yeah. Like they're busy, they're getting crushed, they're, they're moving stuff. So um, it'll be interesting. Plus, of those actual people in these manufacturing plants, they, I mean, you, you can't have them there right now because the governments in certain places are just like, no, stay home. What are you doing? Exactly. Can't do it. I just, I just shipped out some art to get custom framed and i got an email they're like we have people there to receive and put your stuff in the vault but we have no one to frame it yeah um so it's gone forever yeah i'm never seeing that back scotty young original not going on the wall anytime soon so you don't have any room anyways are you kidding i actually i I mapped it out i do have plenty of room so i got i got good i got good stuff going but um cool so that's that's the topic esports news was pretty i guess short or interesting again we we keep harping on it everything's moved to virtual everything's online the lands are gone but the events are continuing online everything's great um nascar and indycar are doing things on fox still that's cool um fox is embracing the digit as my my quick point or whatever that i'm going to add to it it's just um i might as well do it now fox sports are so starved for content they dragged like eight random nfl players and they're making them play like a madden tournament yeah it's that bad they're seeing they got really good viewership um and i wrote a quick article about this they got really good viewership on the on the nascar thing right they got like a million people to watch it's the largest most watched televised esports event ever um take that disney xd and your overwatch league it's interesting because i imagine fox sports has like a like an older demographic than espn does because it's kind of like i hate to do it but it's like it's like the right sports network and ESPN's like the left sports network kind of way to politicize sorry but um stick to sports <laughs> stick to my esports i don't want no politics in my esports but um yeah no i if anything i think espn would do this and it's always funny when espn streams like video game stuff because there's always people in like the twitter comments like i, I don't want to see some pasty white kids playing a video game i want to see my sports yeah it's actually what's funny is I'm seeing a lot of it's anecdotal, right? But a lot of people are like, "Hey, my dad used to call me after every NASCAR talk about, and my dad called me last weekend and started talking to me about the e NASCAR thing." You know, yeah. like, to him it was just whatever. It's yeah. like I said last week. It's cars going around the track. It's professional drivers driving them. Yeah. Um, you just can't die. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can die doing anything, but die of dehydration. Much, yeah, you're much less likely to die. So that's yeah. that's interesting. The opening um, day was supposed to be this week too, and that's it's, it got called an opening day on Twitter. Oh, so it's it's gonna be interesting what baseball does because that's just my my poor 91 year old grandfather. All he does is he he just watches the Red Sox game like every single day because God forbid baseball just runs six hours a day because those yeah. games are so damn long. So I don't know what the hell he's going to do now. So I guess they're probably just going to play back whatever old game is cool for the day or whatever, because Lord knows they have tons of history. That's what a lot of things are doing. UFC is doing like old fight cards. Um, No, they're they're still going, though. Dana White shaking his fist at everyone. He's trying, man. You're all wimps. They can't, but he's trying. Um, yeah, so it is really interesting. And it's it's funny, like you said, to see they're just grabbing like, you know, eight dudes and yeah but it's it, okay so the only people they've announced so far for it it's uh michael vick which is kind of weird for fox sports considering you know he yeah. dog fighting um and then matt Leinert. yeah right okay. well and he i think he works for fox sports because i know he's doing oh. i know he's doing media stuff now i think he's doing media stuff for like ncaa stuff because that's when he was relevant was college football but yeah matt Leinert 
old man playing Madden, Michael Vick, older man playing Madden. And then there's um God, Derwin James from the Chargers. Safety. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's what I meant when they're just pulled yeah. random people. It's not like they had like yo, we we have Pat Mahomes, we got Russell Wilson, Tom Brady's gonna attempt to hold the controller, he can't figure it out. He's drinking like he's eating avocado ice cream on the side, he's he's not paying attention. He's got he's got cucumber juice. Yeah, he's got his cucumber say, juices. His hot wife showed up. That was the requirement. We only allowed him if Giselle showed up. Typical. So, um, but for yeah, actual esports, it, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's good. I, I like the cross. It's only gonna get more interesting as people are starved for their their gaming content or their yeah. I'm already st- I'm starved for my sports content already, man. I know there's not enough to there's watch. There's no basketball, and the 2K league is so jank. I hate I hate watching the 2K league. It's so bad. It's so bad because like I don't know if you've ever watched the 2K league, but it's basically five v five, and each person controls one character. Mm-hmm. And but the characters' names are just because the again, I, like I've said this before, these people are new to esports, so they have name like names like Straight Gunna One Eight Seven XXX and stuff like that. And their character model is like a six foot tall guy with like a giant pink afro, and it's like I can't, I can't take this seriously, man. They they shouldn't allow that. They should definitely have like standards, yeah, um, as far as like naming and, and character stuff. It's funny because back in the 90s, the NBA had like a dress code or whatever to try and clean up the game. And I feel like 2K kind of needs yeah. its own clean up the game thing for a visual that's standpoint. Exactly, that's exactly what it sounds like. So interesting stuff. Um, all right. So other esports yeah. that aren't sports related. So we had, I'm going to butcher this, but there was the League of Legends player way in. Yeah. Um, banned for two years for allegedly throwing games, fixing allegedly. matches. Allegedly. Allegedly. reasons. Allegedly. Um, we talked about this a bit before the show. I feel like this is one of those standard, like, um, I want to call it a Pete Rose thing, but like he was caught. Um, yeah. But th- it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, hey, look, we don't care who you are. Like, you're going to get smacked. Don't do this. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is. They, they tagged him for like two years, know, two years, He's- three million well, Whatever. okay, so he got banned for two years, and the club got fined three million in Chinese money, and it ended up it ends up coming out to like four hundred and twenty thousand US. Okay, so I was gonna say it was about half a million. Yeah, so they they basically it was funny. <laughs> it's funny because the the team found out themselves, like they investigated it, and then okay. they they went to Riot and was like, "Hey, this is going on. We were doing our due diligence," and Riot was like, "That's cool." But we're still gonna find you. Oh no! <laughs> they, they basically knocked on themselves and paid for it. Wow! So basically, what what they did, what Riot did, is they went out there and they they said, "Hey, don't throw games because we'll do this really bad thing to you." And hey, teams, we're gonna de incentivize you to report to us when your players are doing sketchy shit. Yeah. Pardon the language. They, I mean, they they could have just kicked him out for you know being a. Uh, being a bad team player, internal internal problems, or they yeah. could have just swept it under the rug. But no, they they went the the nice route and they they did what they should have, and you know they they paid the for pur- it. the purse is lighter. <laughs> needless to say, damn dude, hate to see it. But, but uh... it's funny actually because um, Gamezo to to plug Gamezo actually has a really good article on this. This Gamezo actually has the most detailed article that I could find on this. See, we, we lead, see baby. the the leading scandal reporters on esports. <laughs> uh, but he, it sounded like he he went home 
first like the spring vacation or something like that and he was he, he got a bad beat playing cards and he was gambling and he lost a oh. bunch of money it is it's the classic i lost all my money gambling and now the mafia wants me to fix the game kind of thing oh yeah but instead of the mafia it was like his friends or whatever damn dude damn it happens speaking of the mafia wanting you to f- games <laughs> With all of this going on, Nevada has approved betting on the CSGO ESL Pro League, <laughs> so casinos can now take action on uh, on esports, specifically CSGO. Um, yeah. They are limiting like the action. You can basically bet on uh, what team's going to win a game. You yeah. can bet on like tournament winners. They're they're pretty much they're kind of limiting like how much input a single player could have because a lot of times you end up with these like really specific bets like who's gonna have the most kills right like uh what's gonna be the first team to fall into loser bracket who's gonna win the pistol round who's gonna have the higher adr like exactly so that type of stuff can be fudged a lot easier by the players to like move the line for them right the win a game lose a game it's a little more obvious if somebody throws as we just yeah, it's just it's saw. it's really hard for me to to see this honestly because counter-strike has had a really bad history of gambling um there's this oh god his name escapes me i want to say it's swag and i hate that i'm saying this and if i'm wrong i'm gonna be really mad but there's this player that his team got banned for match fixing and he's arguably one of the better players in all of counter-strike right now and he, he just can't play in any of the competitive leagues um but counter-strike itself has had a really bad history with betting and even before this counter-strike if you watch any tournament if you watch any stream everything is always 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 sponsored by some gg.bet bet.ru csskins.tk like it's just it just drips of shady and it just it's just dripping with i don't really feel comfortable with any of this um, but the way they did it, they always gambled through skins. So I, I've never done it, but Counter-Strike skins can go for an incredible amount of money. Um, like a, a knife skin can get you $300 or something like that. Um, they recently added glove skins. So now um, when someone's holding a knife, not only do you have a knife skin, but now there's like different colors for your gloves. And now the gloves are going for a lot of money. So what these people would do is instead of actually betting money, um, they would bet their skins and the skins have like a dollar amount anyways. So it's kind of like some gray area that they can circumvent. So now all this is just saying that, oh, I can actually just bet real money and just forget the skins. Um, but there's always been, yeah, there's been all these different betting websites. There's been, there's been at, like pick them apps, like strafe, I think is the, the main one for esports. Which is it's actually fun. I've used it before, but obviously you don't spend money. Yeah, yeah. I think to dra- I want to say like DraftKings had like an esports one at one. Point. It doesn't surprise me, man. DraftKings tries everything. Else. You can DraftKings golf like it, it gets gets insane. So <laughs> yeah, I just I thought it was funny. I just thought it was yeah, I guess funny or serendipitous that like as I was digging through the the esports news i was like oh a guy got banned for throwing games yeah probably, i was like probably related to gambling and then the next yep. thing i see in the search is like hey nevada's gonna let you gamble on games it's like oh lord you know what are you, what are you gonna do though yeah it's, can't control it's just you can't control it and it's really on it i don't like it because it always adds that element of whenever something weird happens or whenever like we have a really good like underdog story there's always going to be that, well, what if? What if it was fixed? 
And there's always going to be that because there's always going to be some illegal betting site that people are going to use. But now that it's like actually sanctioned, now it becomes even more in the forefront. And now yeah. it's even it's even easier to fix the game because there's going to be even more people wanting to put money into it. Yeah, and you, I'm sure you saw there was like a week or two ago some Fortnite players got hit for collusion because there's like a rule about if you don't do X amount of damage or something like that as yeah. the dome's coming in, whatever. So they would like run up and shoot each other really low and then like basically nod and run the other way. And that's, you know, that's for tournament money, you know, and, and now you <laughs> add like, oh, we're four to one underdogs on this so yeah. here's a thousand bucks like whatever so you're yeah. right it, well it, it it's just for pro that. league for counter-strike so the betting lines are never really like that crazy like if you've ever watched um, a counter-strike pro league game the betting lines are usually like within they're they're relatively close to one another so it's never it's never this random team that's like a 16 to 1 or oh, okay. a crazy payout so the payouts are usually pretty close because they, i mean they're all in the same league they all have to be a tier like an s tier team Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's for pro league, so um, yeah, they're probably like not like you and me are gonna go match fix a, a Counter Strike game. Go yeah, go exactly. go download Global Offensive, Dan. I have it. Well, all right, well, here we go. I've had it for a while. All right, let's go uh, fix some matches. Let's go fix make some, some money. Um, speaking of folks making some money, um, and and we had that long conversation about like how big mobile gaming is and yeah. other competitive mobile gaming. So I thought this one was pertinent for a few reasons actually first off it's a mobile gaming esports team called tribe um and they just went through and they got a seed fund so that's not really that interesting necessarily that they went out and grabbed uh you know a million dollars to start an esports organization it's a hot investment in these current Um, times it is yeah after we talked last week about reciprocity folding because they essentially couldn't do that they could no longer raise it yeah so now with the market uncertainty it's, it's a little strange but i guess the mobile stuff still moving pretty good i mean it's in that part of the world there's such population density and so many people are playing and watching the games maybe it makes more sense and yeah, but this is a western team yeah but i mean they're going to be playing in, in those yeah. in those arenas right um and i hate to say it but like a million dollars isn't that much money yeah like that sounds in the grand bad. scheme of things when you have you know uh, just just one nba player yeah that's what i mean like it's you see startups with like vaporware get a million dollars in seed funding because the idea is good you know like it's not it's not a ton of money but what was interesting is you mentioned it right like the people who invested it was um nba players wwe superstars um, cesaro yeah on on top of other things so um everybody's still trying to get in i feel like it's been two years and it's like 50 cents starting an esports team and you know it it just continues and and it was, it's funny you mentioned that because I was scrolling through Twitter like one or two days ago and I see NRG and they, they post a video with like NRG signs DeMarcus Cousins, NBA star. And then t- I'm, re- I'm watching and I'm like, so DeMarcus Cousins just threw like a couple million dollars at him. Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly. essentially what that is. <laughs> and the video is just like him on a couch, like with his Xbox one controller playing. He's wearing an, an, like a bright green NRG hoodie. It's like, I'm part of the squad now. And then um, the Steelers wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's phase Juju all the time. And then whenever phase does like a tournament or something like that, um, phase did like a, a Fortnite tournament or whatever for community. And they had a list of all the players and it was funny cause there was a team with Juju and they didn't call him phase Juju. <laughs> they just called him Juju. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a funny thing I see all the time. Like I, I forget who I saw. Oh, it's, 
Well, it's the the it's the 2020 thing now where like athletes used to want to be like rappers and stuff like that. Now they just want to be esports stars. Yeah, actually, do you watch Ballers? Not to no, but I want I want to see it because it it looks really cool. It's so good. Um, I finish it the whole thing, but there's actually an entire story arc where one of the athletes doesn't want to sign his multi million dollar contract because he wants to start an esports team. (laughs) Like and, and like he like goes through and he like plays and tries out for like a pro league of legends team that's or whatever. so funny yeah and then like he's not he's really good but like he's not pro good yeah. you know and then so he he's gonna try to like sign his own team and yeah it's it's hilarious i think the series ended 2019 so like they were they were on it you know it's very yeah. poignant show um and it's got the rock so that's all you need to know but really good stuff cool so that i think that's everything for this week first live stream yeah i don't think it exploded they probably did. It probably at some point. It we'll find out when I hit the the end stream, and then I go back and watch it, and I just like I had the wrong thing up, and it's just it's gonna be, <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> oh, be able to actually salvage anything off of it. I wasn't yeah. actually recording. Like we'll something something wrong. Time. Something's gonna go wrong. I'm not surprised. It always does. It always does. Your computer will explode. So awesome. So in closing, um, I'm Dan. My little. I have all of the. See, I set yeah. all that up. It's all under there. Dang. Uh, gamezo.co.uk it's up top go to that we do these uh sundays comes out on podcasting services mondays it's everywhere now um we're bigger yeah, than oprah we're bigger than oprah ross has got his thing down there if you want to follow him uh we stream so either on this channel or my channel which is the same as your twitter is the same as my twitter so go check Keeping that out the branding yeah you love to see <laughs> it shill for i'm a shill for the brand get your bitwise dan hoodies at bitwise dan Ford. i'm just kidding i don't no, have a website no. guys um yeah, so that that's that. Uh, Ross, anything you want to throw in there before no, we hit the, we, the end button? We did it all. We did it all. The all like, right. like favorite. No, don't please don't do any of that. I don't care. Well, I mean, on the on, actually, good call on the podcast. If you're listening, oh yeah, uh, yeah, on the podcast itself. I don't care about my yeah, own Twitch throw, channel. Don't yeah. don't follow this. But. Rate it. Write a review. It rates. Uh, it pushes us up the ranking. So if people are looking for gaming podcasts, um, yeah, it just moves us up. My there, favorite so. thing to say is to give us a five stars, unlike it, and then give us more five stars. Yeah, do it up. Do it up. Hey, I was on a closing anecdote. I was on the uh, Apple Store um, listening to and and subscribing to our podcast, and uh, yeah. we we were recommended uh, alongside podcast beyond from ign and giant bombs podcast oh right there man number three we're we're up there we're up there so awesome we're coming for you greg yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's on his own thing now he's not even at ign anymore Uh is that kind of funny bro okay we'll delete delete this part off the audio recording i'm coming for you greg miller i'm coming for you all right man so play us out hit the end record uh i don't have like a cool trendy like Oh, you don't have a I don't have royalty free music to play. So oh, this is right. this is where you usually do something. Oh, uh um got in closing. Do we no, I don't have anything. No, that's it. Thanks for watching. Bye. Cool.